Howdy, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jake. Thank you for tuning in and or watching. This is the Talks and Crocs podcast. I'm your host, and we have our co-hosts, Stacy and Chris, and guest, John. Yay. How, how is everybody doing? I am doing fantastic, except for the existential dread. That is the daily grind. You need a red lightsaber right now. I would love a red lightsaber. Straight up. It would work perfect. <laughs> he has a lot. How are you two doing? Doing good. good. Yeah? Yeah. Anything exciting happened this week for y'all? Uh, yeah. Mine goes with my happy, so well, well, we can go, we go, go ahead that. and jump yeah, into transition. that. Why not? I say my happy Sweet. is that we are moving offices at work, which hey. normally would sound like a crappy, but the, the building we're in, the part of the building that we're in is run down. So oh. I'm super excited to have a new, cleaner, nicer office, and we are going to get rid of all the junk that's in my office finally. Yay. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. So I've been, I was moving my desk today and yes. moving my monitors, monitors off of it. I was using my laptop instead today. Uh, Cindy came in. She's not normally working on Fridays and her and her son moved, moved my desk for me over to the new office. Cause it's just like two doors down. Cause they re they started redoing the building on the other end of the building and they're working their way and we're, we're in the next spot to be redone. It's too bad it's not three doors down. <laughs> oh. No, three doors down is the union. I know. <laughs> I think that was a joke. I know, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where that button was. <laughs> and I guess my crappy is I've had shoulder pain for a few days. but it, oh, that's not good. It's not seeming great. like it's better today. It was really bad this morning, but... Do you think it was, you know, something bad that happened, or was it just the kids again? It's not my it's, fault. It's the cats. It's, it's Aria Chris. sleeping on top of my shoulder. Yeah. That's what it is. It's Aria. <laughs> you have lovable animals, but they they don't always help. They, yeah. They throw their weight around. They love, yeah. they love us until it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of scary, really. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm saying, you know, they love you, but they would eat you. you know, like, <laughs> they're scary. Yeah. Animals are cute, but deadly. Don't Can underestimate be. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Chris, what's yours? Uh, oh, my voice cracked there. That was weird. <laughs> I'm happy because I don't, I had some type of illness this last weekend, and it's pretty much been dragging out the entire week, and I'm almost done with it. Yeah, you sound good. So that's awesome. Yeah. I was just going to ask it, about how you're feeling, but. It's like a mix happy crappy right there. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. NyQuil and DayQuil, it's the same thing. It's happy crappy. What? <laughs> I don't know if you want to mix both at the same time. <laughs> I've done it once, but I didn't drink all of it. I don't recommend <laughs> it. Do not recommend it. I'll take, that, I'll take that as my happy and my crappy. Well, it that works. works. That does work. John? My happy is I have been listening to some CDs that I bought in Lincoln with some friends like probably half a week ago. And I am super into a song by Rush from the album Roll the Bones. And it is literally the song, Roll the Bones. It's a good song. I it don't is, know this song. It is a very good song. Why are we here? Because we're here. Roll the Bones is one of the, one of the lyrics that's been sticking with me. Huh. Yeah, I have the CD right in, right in the car. If we can pop it into uh, 
any musical system that's around any of the buildings. Not right now. Copyright Yeah, we'll have to listen to that later. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sorry, listeners. (laughs) Speaking of songs, you guys remember your um, question last week, Chris, about pie or cake? Yes. And I brought up a certain song. Yes, from from the movie Michael. Me, oh my, nothing tastes sweet with salty and dry. All at once, so well as pie. Apple, pumpkin, mince and black bottom. I come to your place every day if you've got them. Pie, me, oh my, I love pie. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculously silly, but it's it's fun. Singer. Is that Andy McDowell? I have no idea. But it's a good show. It sounds like mm. I had to bring it up though, because you know we I kept, I tried getting that song going last week with the laptop, couldn't get connected. <laughs> I'm connected now. That's good. All That's right, uh, my happy crappy. Um, well, my crappy. If you guys probably saw it on Facebook, had yeah. a tornado run right by the house and yeah. took out a oh. whole bunch of trees. Yeah, it was real scary. I was sitting there making bread, like kneading the <laughs> dough. On the counter, I could see that the storm's about done, then all of a sudden just got extremely loud, like super freaking loud. And then you just like start hearing things exploding outside, and that was all the trees blowing apart. That's pleasant. And the house is completely fine. Yeah, house is fine. It went right next to the house. <laughs> and what's, what was nuts, my motorcycle sitting out there, the signs that I used for selling honey and all that was sitting out there, kayaks sitting out there, Nothing, none of those moved. <laughs> Hand of God. Yeah, but it, yeah, it took out these trees, launched one of our largest trees on the place instead of right to the house, right past the house. Yeah. Hand of God. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, uh, speaking of that, we were outside observing the damage, Shawnee and I were. And we just kept, you know, saying, you know, thank God for the, that. He was watching over us. He, he had to have been. And then we turn around and like a rainbow appears off in the distance. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Aww. Yeah. That's like, cool. That, that's, that's way too cool right what there. A touch, yeah. It's like perfect. So I don't know. That was kind of like my mix, happy crappy. But um, last night, the Bi- my Bible group that I'm in, they all decided to come out to my place and help me clean up. So oh, we got at nice. least Very yeah, nice got about half of it done. Mm. Oh with wow! Three chainsaws and like five, seven people working, and a skid steer going with a grapple. But yeah. We got a lot of it done. I got a lot to do yet, but most of it's cut out of the dog yard, which I got to rebuild all that fence because it just destroyed it. Snap four by four posts. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of damage from it, but hey. Um, the important stuff was saved. Yes. And impo- the biggest important thing for me is the tree missed the house where Ronan would have been sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. It was right, at, right next to the living room. And if that would have fallen the opposite direction, it would land right on him. Mm-hmm. Hand of God. Yep. And then I finished my bread. <laughs> Got that made and mowed down after that. Nothing like fresh bread, butter, and honey. Oh, uh, yeah. Just white bread? Yeah, just white bread. But I did honey instead of sugar. Oh, yeah. So mm. it, it was even All better. the natural substitutes that you can do and stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah. There's a particular recipe I want to try from uh, CCC of Hastings that was uh, black bean chocolate cupcakes. Yeah, black it's supposed bean. to be a binder for it. And it provides extra protein and, well, it's chocolate, so it's delicious. Hmm. I would try it. I would oh, try yeah. it. So I'd I, eat that down. So how much honey is the substitute for sugar? Is it one I just to did one? a one-to-one. That's all I did, and it came out just fine. Okay. Mm. 
I'm going to have to try that. I yes. like baking bread. Mm. She, we happen right. to have some good honey. Yeah, we do. Oh. <laughs> you still have some? You're well, not out yet? No. <laughs> they don't go I through honey through that quickly. I run through it. If she doesn't make bread, we don't get very much bread at home. So yeah. that keeps me from yeah, destroying it. Yeah, but we did buy bread when it got really hot. We ha- still have a loaf. <laughs> right. I found out you can't keep your homemade bread in a plastic Ziploc. Oh, no. Because then it molds really fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like yeah it's the, impressive. The best way that I've found to store it is in a airtight container, but you put, you let it cool for at least an hour because if you don't let it cool for at least an hour, then it, it's not uh, not cooled inside. Yeah. And then you put paper towels in, in the top and the bottom of the container. And yeah, they don't. Keep they, the moisture out. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't get soggy, and it lasts for about a week. Hmm. So if your bread lasts that long, then you know it shouldn't mold. See, we have one of those like bamboo type bread boxes where the lid just kind of rolls up into it, mm-hmm. and they've been lasting a week, week and a half, and they're just fine. That's so yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm real happy about that because I love homemade bread. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've been the one making it lately, and I'll make like anywhere from three to six loaves at a time. Oh, wow. Because wow. I'll fly through it. But I found out, this is for all you uh, weightlifters and such out there, your homemade white bread, if you uh, about an inch thick slice, will give you 10 grams of protein. Hmm. Just saying. Hmm. Protein. Protein is good for the bones. It's good for bones. It's good, very good for the bones. <laughs> calcium is good. Yes. Calcium is good. <laughs> okay. Um, he sounds like Colossus from the X Men. Oh, nice. He does. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get. Because I think he uh, does a protein bar, goes to give a girl protein bar. He's yeah. like, protein is good for bones. Yeah. Yeah. That's who you sounded like. <laughs> and I, I did that at work, and one guy's like, you Russian. So now every <laughs> wow. now when he sees me, he goes, yeah, you Russian. You're not American <laughs> Russia. How's Moscow going? You just need to play into it. Get one of the hats, you know, come in with the Russian <laughs> anthem blaring in your phone. Oh. Well, every now and again, if I'm, like, walking away or something, I'll be like, Dosvodanya. <laughs> <laughs> just walk off. <laughs> um, all right. So, anyone got anything else right now before we start moving into our topic? Did we? Did he do his happy crappy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I totally missed it. Sorry. <laughs> I was just talking about Rush. Okay. Yeah, the song. Well, okay. that, that was That's your right. happy. Did you have a crappy? Um, or did I interrupt you? Usual existential dread. Oh, yep. Yep. Got <laughs> okay. it. Got it. Yep. Yeah, no, th- nothing special. I, yeah. Yeah, I remember you talking about Rush. I just totally, totally spaced it. I was like, man, I don't remember John doing his happy crappy. You're fine. I'm silly. Yeah. I was going to stop silly. at Kane's. I forgot to. I was going to get some of that nice... Uh, Sweet Arnold Palmer there, but I totally I forgot about it. I am so mad because I meant to get two cups of Sweet Arnold Palmer, one for you, one for him. I didn't know what Stacy wanted, and I didn't even know that our audience was going to be here today. <laughs> Not the listeners. We have two audience members. Yes. Two are right and we, somebody's people's lefts, respectively. Yeah, we have Master Yoda and Freddy. Hi. Who has been commenting on the YouTube, and I've seen everyone and appreciate them all. Nice. Awesome. It helps. I just don't know if I hit the like button. I need to make sure I do that. <laughs> All that right. algorithm-friendly stuff. Well, Miss Stacy, you want to lead us away into the, your list here? Oh, yep. sure. Oh, uh, I didn't get a list. I know. I didn't make enough copies. <laughs> I can share with you, Chris. All good. You okay. Look, it's right here. So okay. what we're going to talk about today is spiritual gifts. And it's a heavily debated topic, but 
there shouldn't it's not sh- shouldn't be a reason for division in the church, but sometimes sometimes it is. Yeah. Um, just like the fruit of the spirit, spiritual gifts are evidence that the Holy Spirit is dwelling inside of you, and there are a lot of references for. Um, where you can find this, but one of the biggest chunks is 1 Corinthians 12. It's uh, verses 4 through 7. Um, Let's see. There are different kinds of gifts, but they all originate from the Holy Spirit. Spiritual gifts are given to us so that we can help each other, and they are supposed to be used in love, not in judgment or condemnation. Without love, these gifts are empty and worthless. Gifts are given to serve others. We must not be prideful about our gifts. Each of us has at least one spiritual gift, uh, if you've been saved, I should preface yes. that. Each gift is given to us for a specific purpose, purpose, and they are for building and uplifting the church. So um, do you want me just to go through the list of what they are, and then we can expound on the ones that we relate to? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, that's fine. We can list it, and then whichever ones we associate with, we can go that route. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good to me. Okay. So uh, the spiritual gifts that are in mostly in First Corinthian in First Corinthians twelve, uh, there's some other references for some of these. Um, the is uh, prophecy, miracles, evangelism, tongues, interpretation of tongues, uh, healing, pastoring, teaching, leading, service, helps, faith, discerning spirits, mercy, exhortation giving, administration, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and apostleship. But there are others that are listed elsewhere. Yeah. And I know apostleship, that's a big one right now that people think can't happen anymore, and I'm on the fence with that one. Well, Because to me, the apostles, they were already here. Well, apostleship is, um, yeah, it's it's argued that it's a gift no longer in use today because it was needed when the church began. But uh, some opinions are that apostle apostle means messenger, one who is sent, and the opinion is that there's supernatural skills given to someone to start a new church or ministry, having a passion to plant churches and lay a foundation for pastors and church leaders, which that is definitely needed, and churches are still being planted. Mm -hmm. So if that's the gift of of apostleship as laid out in the Bible, then it's actually still an active gift. Yep. Yeah, once I saw those two, because I was I, I was listening to, I think, that video you put on Discord, mm-hmm. and I saw those last two. I'm like, okay, yeah, so definitely it could still be around. Because mm-hmm. an apostle originally was uh, developed by the Romans, and they were meant to go in and change an area and bring them to their culture and make them more assimilated. They were the Borg mm-hmm. of the past. You could kind of look at it that mm-hmm. way. I never thought of that. I just thought of that now. They're, they're the <laughs> Borg. In a less <laughs> violent way. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Could it was it less violent? I mean, I think the Borg would keep people alive more than the Romans would. Well, yeah. <laughs> Questionably, yeah. Hey, how many times do we think about Rome in a day? <laughs> <laughs> At least once today for all yes. of us. Twelve. Twelve? <laughs> Twice. Twelve today. Yeah, so like for them it was going change the culture and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where I was going with the apostles. It's like the original apostles, they were already here, they Mm-hmm. Brought Christianity and all that, right. but then you brought up those two in the video you sent. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mm-hmm. can say that they're still around then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and some of these some of these gifts are definitely heavily debated. Yes. Like tongues is heavily debated. Interpretations of tongues is debated. So, you know, some people say tongues is not for now, which I know that's inaccurate. <laughs> 
like I said before, I've I've been in groups where that's happened before. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, clearly know that um that is a thing. <laughs> yep. And I I like how they said. Uh, I think it was that video. It might have been a different one I watched. We're talking about the speaking in tongues as uh, like the the language where you'll all of a sudden speak fluently in that language. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me because I've seen videos of people doing that. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. randomly they'll tell a story about it. Like, yeah, all of a sudden I'm speaking Spanish. I never spoke that before. Yeah. That's a speaking in tongues thing. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. And see, I've been in two, two separate experiences where t- t- somebody has been speaking in tongues around me. And I heard it as English. So I didn't even realize they were speaking mm. in tongues. Mm. So, so yeah, that one I know definitely still exists. It's definitely a still an active gift. Yep. Um, what's uh, the one that you go with, Stacey? I think I know because I think yeah, there's one that you talked about multiple times. I have several. So um, one, the first one is uh, the gift of prophecy. And it's given for encouragement, comfort, challenge and to challenge and to strengthen God's people it can include visions or dreams I've had visions and dreams uh, of just things it, it can provide revelation or reveal what is hidden so I, I definitely have a gift of prophecy I've had prophetic visions I've had um, I also have uh, the gift of pastoring and teaching, which those two go together. Mm-hmm. Um, all pastors are teachers, but not all teachers are pastors. Yep, I like that in that video when he said mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely have both of those. I haven't been active in the pastoring or the teaching, you know, a lot lately, but I ha- I was a youth pastor for, I don't know, six or seven years, I think. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And when I was in Kansas City, when Chris and I were dating, and before we were dating, I was a youth pastor of a small Baptist church. But they didn't call me the youth pastor because, of course, in, in Baptist churches, women can't be pastors. Mm, so I was just yeah. the youth teacher. But I, I was the pastor. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I have a gift in those areas. But like I said, I haven't used those as, as much recently. I've mostly been doing, which brings us to the next one, which is service. And service is having a passion to meet the physical needs of the church, having the heart to meet the practical needs of people. So um, that would be another one of my gifts, and that's the one of them that's been very active lately. Mm-hmm. I also have discerning spirits. It's the ability to sense demonic spirits or to tell if a teaching is of God. Yes. So I definitely have that one. I know I associate with that one majorly, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Exhortation, the ability to appeal to someone and have the right words to say to encourage someone that's hurting, uh, can encourage, console, and comfort in times of distress. I have that gift, and it comes out when I am around people that desperately need that. Um. Let's see. Word of knowledge, the ability to know something you sh- they shouldn't know. The information is given to them by God and not acquired by natural means. And that one is another one that I have. And it goes hand in hand with the word of wisdom. Supernatural wisdom that's used to help diffuse conflict and provide clarity. It is uh, information that's not known before. Uh, wisdom that's not something that you don't have before. So yeah, I have I have quite a few. But a lot of those work together, like the prophecy and the words mm-hmm. of wisdom and the word mm-hmm. of knowledge. And the exhortation, all of that stuff oh, yeah. works together. 
it's kind of like we were talking about the fruit of the spirit last week. It, it, you're not going to do just one thing. It's going to be multiple that ends up showing itself. Yeah. And, and that video that I, that I sent to discord, it said everybody has at least one, but most people have multiples Mm -hmm. and you have to, you have to pray and you have to, to, you know, read the word to kind of figure out which ones you have. Yeah. So, and I was going through that list and I'm like, Oh, I have that one. I have that one, (laughs) that one. So I had more than I thought I did. But it's not something we should boast in because it's it's a gift that was given to us, and you're not supposed. I mean, it's not of your own free, you know, it's not yeah. your own power. It's um, it's given to you. It's not something we should boast about. You ever heard any of these before, John? No, I was going to say, as somebody who has never heard, I have been <laughs> learning as we've been doing these podcasts, and I have been listening into a few of them. I never knew this was a thing. I always thought it was just in. You know, the power of God gives you miracles and the power to do otherworldly things. I didn't know that they had, uh, uh, within the scripture, specific spiritual gifts that they talk about. Mm -hmm. They lay out in a few places specific things multiple times. And I'm like, there's obviously a lot of overlap, Mm -hmm. because in my mind, I think all of these could be uh, put down to either a miracle, uh, you know, the power of God, or basically just having the talents that God has given you to uh, do what you need to do, you know, stuff like being a teacher or a pastor. Mm -hmm. You know, like, obviously, some people make better pastors and teachers than others, but everybody can do it. But, you know, just like, you know, regular mundane skill to me, you know, some people are better than others. Mm -hmm. I never really make the connection like, you know, God is giving his power to do, you know, give them a better job. I didn't know that was in the Bible. And, you know, stuff like, um, you know, mercy. Some people, you know, for mundane folks who maybe they don't believe in the word of the God, maybe they're on me, they're kind of on the fence, they haven't been saved. Uh, You know, we just think, well, that's just how they are. They're just really kind, giving. And all of that, you know, now I would I would still say that, but, you know, God made them that way to do what they need to do. It's just how I would put it. I never yeah. knew that there was something specific about it. Yep. It's interesting. Now, are these what you want to talk about when you mentioned yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. You want to extrapolate? Which ones are yours? <laughs> A lot. More than I thought. Yeah, well. See, I haven't even gone through this whole list yet reading it. I should have earlier when we were uh, waiting. Go ahead and... Because I know one, because there's been a few others when I was researching that that weren't mentioned in that video, Mm -hmm. but are listed like uh, in examples throughout the New Testament, which one of them is the gift of deliverance, which I'll go on later. Mm. (laughs) I think this is all you, you, Chris. This is you. I, I definitely have prophecy, miracles, uh, evangelism, tongues, all the time. I've never interpreted tongues, although I've seen it done. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been part of healing. You've done healing. Mm-hmm. For interpreting t- for, sorry, John, if you want to say something. No, no, I'm over. For interpreting tongues, if you don't know what that is, uh, Paul said if someone is going to speak in tongues, you have to have an interpreter. 
Right, because usually like the church setting and the crowd setting, there needs to be an interpreter president. Right, present, president, <laughs> present. <laughs> Otherwise, you shouldn't be speaking in tongues. Right, because I have. There have been a couple times uh, when I was a younger lad. Um, I went to church, uh, youth church, and I was. It, I was kind of about it, but I I didn't really do a whole lot of studying. It was just yeah. what people did. They went to church. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of us understood, you know, a lot about God or Jesus or reading the Bible. But there was a couple people that were from out of town. They were just kind of joining, and somebody prayed over me, had a hand on me, and they started speaking something. I was like, I don't know what he's saying, man. And I just, I just let it go, and then somebody decided to just walk over, put his hand on his shoulder, and was completely silent the entire time. And afterwards, I asked, what were they speaking? And I, I don't remember what they said. It, w- it certainly wasn't a straight-on, like, um, hey, he was speaking in Hebrew or something. Yeah. I didn't. He didn't tell me you were speaking in tongues, but later on I understood they were speaking in tongues. I don't understand a word of it. it. Sounded like gibberish to me, but mm-hmm. yeah, that, it, it's that's what a lot of it sounds like. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> all right, sorry to interrupt you, Chris. It's all good. There's there's a number of them here that I could say that I've been gifted with. I know at least three more of them that are on that list that are you. Service. Yeah, oh, well, four more because I did wasn't thinking about th- service. Mercy, <laughs> teaching, ter- teaching's huge. Yep. Ex- exhortation, giving, mm-hmm. yeah, helps. Yeah, he yeah. not this year at Pumpkin Fest because he was sick this year, but last year at Pumpkin Fest he was wearing his I Heart GI T shirt, yeah. and one of the visitors is like, "Oh, that's such a cool T shirt! I want one of those!" And he just gave her the T shirt like literally off his back. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. And Mercy is also another one of yours. Yeah, mm, Melissa. I wonder why she's walking in here. Melissa's coming over here. We have a guest star appearance. She's at the door. She's, no, she's walking, walking away, away, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> um, is it, and is he leaving us? He's leaving us he's, for a minute. He's going to dash away for a minute. <laughs> Chris. It's 6 o'clock. I know. I just wanted to let him know. All right. I don't know if we should pause here. We can keep going. Well, I was about to say. I'll say we can keep going. We can keep right. going for a little bit. So, <laughs> I was really expecting him to start extrapolating on stuff because he brought it up on the Discord and said he made, did a big study on this before. Yeah. Are you going to hop on real fast? Oh, yeah. Got Give Jedi, it up for got Master, Master Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> Mother of Chris and the most bomb lady that you've ever met, everybody. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're lovely. <laughs> you're lovely. Just, um, you guys are discussing things that, I definitely know a little bit about. I imagine. (laughs) And uh, what we have to remember as Christians is that when you're born again, there's like seeds planted in your spirit. As you grow in the word of God, those seeds grow. And you you might start out with being an exhorter, an exhortation is someone who goes around and really makes other people feel good, mm-hmm. uh, understand their themselves, you know. Like, let's say you've got a little kid that really wants to play ball. 
but is really lousy at it. Yeah. Your job as a gift in exhortation is to encourage that child. And if you know anything about ball, you teach that to that child. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay? They grow, you grow. Mm -hmm. The more you use what gifts that, you don't even know they're gifts at the time. Mm -hmm. The more you use it, the more gifts are going to develop in you. You guys were talking about speaking in tongues. I was at a church one time, and we had a couple uh, visitors there. We didn't know them. They were from out of, actually out of country. And someone got up and spoke in tongues. And nobody said too much. And these visitors, this one gentleman stood up, and he was from someplace, I think if it was in Africa or something like that. Hmm. And he said, that gentleman just told me in my native language that we made the right move by coming to this country. Hmm. And it was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing of it is, is as you develop in each thing, you're growing continually in the other things that you've not experienced or used yet. Mm -hmm. You know, and just remember the greatest gift that we have is love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you can lo- love the unlovable, <coughs> you're really growing. Yeah. Because there are some people that are really hard to love, <laughs> but you can do it through Christ. Yes. Was it the the fulfillment of the law is love? Yes. Yes. Yeah, someone's going nuts on a horn out there. There's, you know, Jesus gave us two commandments, you know, to love the Lord God with all our heart, all Sorry. our might, and love others as we love ourselves. Yeah. And the key to that is you got to learn to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You love yourself, you can love many, 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 many unlovable people. Yeah, you can't love others until you love yourself. If you yep. hate yourself, then you hate other people. You see all your flaws in other people, and you hate them and hate them for it. I have a sheet at home that kind of reads... When you look in the mirror, I had it, I have it by a mirror, and when you look at the mirror, it says, you know, on the paper, it says, I love myself because, and that lists different things that, hmm. you know, that you feel like you're accomplishing. And uh, it just kind of helps boost your self-image. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the harder things for people to do is end up finding a way to love themselves, too. Yeah. None uh, of us are perfect. That's what we have. Yes. The only thing perfect in us is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's his job to help us change what needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. Yep. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. So we got Yoda here and we have the Sith Lord over here with his <laughs> black cloak. <laughs> I win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you'd win every time. <laughs> And if this was actually Star Wars, you'd win because you have way more years on me. <laughs> I have way more years on you any day. Of the oh, week. yeah. <laughs> By the way, I think the scariest Sith that could have ever happened would have been if Yoda went to the dark side. Oh, oh yeah. Just saying. And, like, yeah. during the Clone Wars... Sorry, it's a tangent to Star Wars again. It's fine. During the <laughs> Clone totally Wars, it was stated that he was going a little bit to the dark side because the Jedi were getting clouded and, you know, mm. they went to war. Yeah. They didn't want to, but... Yeah. It was, you know, Yoda was kind of going down that path, even though he was a Jedi Master. Or was he standing up for what was right? 
There's an argument for both sides. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, obviously I won't go into the entire conversation, but I don't really like the Jedi anyways. <laughs> I don't like the Sith that much and I don't like the Jedi that much. I always thought this does tie in a little bit with God. Um, I always thought the Force was a little bit like, you know, uh, what type of Christian are you? Yeah. Yeah, because there's one side that's like very super structured. Um, I'm not going to go into which type it is because I wouldn't have enough names to list it, but they're like the Jedi. They have a strict code. They're very pure. But on the other side, you have... um, I mean, I would say like brimstone and fire people that preach yep. and, you know, Old Testament God and Bible and all that. <laughs> and on then one side you have the, uh, God. why did I just forget about it? One side is the get you God and the other side is love. Of yeah. God. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, there has to be that middle ground. Just like the force. There, no, that's fine. Just like the force, there needs to be a middle ground between, yeah. you know, Structure and love, both of them are very important. <laughs> yes, we went on a Star Wars tangent. We went on a Star Wars, and I managed to link it into religion. And while and Chris spirit. was gone, he missed it. He'll have to listen to this part of the podcast. Thank you. Well, to be honest, when I've been watching Star Wars and thinking about it, there's a lot of stuff like that you find Christian vibes in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think that, you know, if anything, Star Wars can be boiled down into... You know, that's where they got the concept from, or that's where George Lucas got the idea from. The for- I, you know, he got it from uh, space operas, but yeah, the force is a lot like the Holy Spirit. It gives oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. what gives us the yep. power, right? So. And then you got the whole the way. This mm-hmm. is the way. That's mm-hmm. an entire. That's what Christianity was first known as was the way. Uh-huh. So right, yeah. Just saying, this is the way. Well, to be technically accurate, with. George Lucas went to write the original script for New Hope. He studied all of the different myth lore from all different cultures on Earth. Really? So he grabbed a lot of things from different places. But there's, yeah, heavy, well, I mean, heavy Christian tone, undertones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if anything, just from everywhere, there's that heavy, uh, heavy evil versus good. Oh, yeah. And all that. And it's obviously, it's very evident in Christianity. I still wish he would have gone the evil route with Jar Jar Binks. I'm just saying, oh, he would yeah. have been a great Sith. I don't like Jar Jar. I still Binks. think he was a Sith. He could have been. He could have been something fun, though. Think about it, Chris. No. Yeah. No. Instead of him yeah. being silly, he would, he's actually worth something. Like he was silly on purpose. Yeah. How does he go from the the crazy wacky guy to all of a sudden big Bob Matt general? You know, all of a sudden he's general. He was, he was banished promoted. to general. From banished to general, though. How many generals have you seen promoted <laughs> that shouldn't be generals? <laughs> How many Still. presidents have you seen get elected that shouldn't be presidents? Oh, <laughs> a lot. Shots fired. <laughs> Talks and Crocs channel. How many? How many pastors have you seen become pastors that shouldn't be? I mean, I can do this all day. <laughs> How many but, general men? Here, 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 here. He did a bunch of like force jumps, and then he'd fall and land and be fine. Oh, that's no, no, that's just because he has he does the race. super aerobat. Aerobatics, acrobatics. acrobatics. <laughs> That's just because he has the double jump in the Lego game. It's all it <laughs> It's part of the race. I remember oh being a kid and trying to do double jump stuff, and then it never worked. <laughs> Did, I had some bad times with jumps. I don't want to talk about That's that. That's funny. Well, 
Should we get back? <laughs> sure. Um, I know you said you were doing studies on this at one point, so I'm interested to see what kind of stuff you can bring forth on this topic. Because it's, yeah. yeah, I've got five minutes. <laughs> Come on, Chris, you can Come do on. it. You got crunch time. Come five on, minutes. you can do crunch. it. Crunch, you can do it. When I was younger, I was curious about a lot of this stuff, and I went to people who were in the know on this and tried to learn as much as I can. And, you know, just as much as anybody could nowadays probably Google and do a lot of research, mm -hmm. there's, there's things that are solid that you can understand, and there's things that aren't necessarily referred to in the Bible, but if you have discernment about it, you'll know that it's of God or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the, the nutshell version of it. Mm. Oh, yeah. See, and to go back to it, I think this fits in an October spookiness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Way. Just because all these different gifts of the Spirit can be spooky to some people. Well, yeah. And spooky when they start happening to you and you don't realize what's going on and then you got to research everything about it. Yeah. yeah. And the words of knowledge, <coughs> the words of knowledge and the words of wisdom mm -hmm. can really freak people out if they don't believe in them. Yeah. So I but, and I've done that. I've freaked people out with that. <laughs> so can healing. Well, yeah, yeah. Especially very visible healing. Right, right. Uh, I can be a like game a leg extending in yes. front of you. Yeah, that was incredible. I couldn't imagine that to be honest with you. I totally thought it was smoke and mirrors. I was like, man, these guys are putting on a good show. And, yeah. And then I walked around. I'm like, no, they're not putting on a show. This, this is legit. Yeah. Well, and. When I was younger, I went to a church that didn't believe that, you know, the healing was active. Yeah. They didn't believe that the prophecy was active or any of that stuff. And that church that I was at that uh, I was the youth pastor of, they didn't believe in the, the healing or any of that stuff as for now. And I did, but I had never seen any kind of acts of healing. And I had this rash that I had on my arm that I'd had for months and I couldn't get rid of it. And I had... Um, fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue from the time I was like 16-ish. Um, I was diagnosed with it, but the doctor would refuse to write it on my medical record because he told me that it would stay on my medical record. And every time I went to the doctor, they would say, well, it's just your chronic fatigue. It's just your fibromyalgia. So he, he said, I, you do have this, but I'm not going to put it on your medical record. Mm. And it's a good thing he didn't because I was watching the 700 club of all things. And we were just, we just happened to be flipping through the channel and we stopped on it. And I kid you not, we were on that channel for like 10, 15 seconds. And they said, somebody has a rash and has chronic fatigue. And like, they called out all the stuff that I have. You are being healed of this right now. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. That's me. And I, I didn't feel different that second but i woke up the next morning the rash was completely gone hmm. i felt different i haven't had the chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia since then it was just gone the next morning when i woke up so that was the first time i experienced healing and it was wild to me because i didn't grow up in a church where i saw that all the time yeah. hmm. i believed in it i believed that it was something that god could still do but i hadn't seen it before so it was wild for me to experience it for the first time, not see it for the first time. Right. And since then, I've been healed two other times of other things. So. Hmm. And for the healing, I don't think, 
if I, it's happened to me, I haven't recognized it, but the first time I saw something that happened right in front of my eyes, my wife's grandpa had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't say more than like one word, and it was just a bunch of uh, after that. And then, you know, I, I kept praying. I know my wife was praying, other people were praying too. Then all of a sudden, he just started speaking full sentences, mm-hmm. the flash and, and, and just a blink. Mm-hmm. And the nurses were blown away, the doctors were blown away. It's yeah. like they didn't think he would should be coming back from it. All of a sudden, he's speaking full sentences. He's back to driving now. They're they're trying to keep him from working. Good luck with that. He's uh, one of those guys that grew up a farm kid and farmed oh, yeah. all his life, and he's in his 80s now and still wants to farm. But uh-huh. good man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm different breed, different generation. Yeah, of yeah. I had um, another one of my other experiences getting healed. I got healed here. Um, I was. We went to this conference that we had. I don't remember what what they called it. It was like three days. It was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it was, or maybe it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't remember, but it 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 was like three or four days, and we had a bunch of pastors come from out of town, and it was right before Easter, like two years ago, I want to say, yeah. and um, they they had people come up front that that had uh, prophetic words and words uh, words of knowledge and stuff like that, and. The gift, and some of them had the gift of healing. And one of them said, "I want to pray for you if you have migraines, you know." And I went up there because I've had I was diagnosed with migraines when I was 18 months old, so I've had them had them my entire life. And I went up there and I, you know, told the lady, I said, "I've been healed before, and I believe in healing, and I believe this word is for me." I have migraines. I've had them since I was 18 months old. And she goes, oh, I have another word for you. And then she she told me, she said, uh, I can't remember exactly what she said, but it, she said she saw a picture of a an old truck and God was fixing little things on it to make it functional. And she said, that word is for you. He has never left you, has never forsaken you. Um, and he's, he's repairing you to do great works or something, something along those lines. And, um, you know, I haven't had a migraine since, and it's not something you can visibly see, but I haven't had a single migraine since. And I used to have them, what, like once a week. Mm-hmm. So, and they were de- dehabilitating when I'd get one, I'd have to take some leave and lay yeah. down and go to sleep for a couple hours to get rid of them. That kind of reminds me of a pastor Holly's story where she was, kind of like um, second-guessing whether or not she should be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she had that dream of this toolbox where she said she's going to look in here. If it's empty, she knows she's not going to be not supposed to do it or whatnot. She looked in, saw it was empty, but then she saw people mm-hmm. coming in and putting a tool inside that toolbox and took it as she's going to be given all the tools she needs. Mm-hmm. And I think she's a great children's pastor, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Have you seen this scene? She seems great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 617 now. I know. What time do you got to go? 6.15. Right now. Right now? Right meow? <laughs> right meow. <coughs> is it time? It is time. <laughs> what is that? That's like a Lion King thing, isn't it? Like Disney, they do the we whole... We need to get you some uh, Halloween soundboard stuff for the spooky month. I should look into that. I've been so busy this week. I wanted to do all that <laughs> and have not had a chance at all. The past two weeks, honestly, I've been constantly busy. I haven't even been home really besides yesterday to clean up outside. Mm. And we were cutting wood up until about 8.30 last night. You going to bonfire? Eventually. It's all too wet right now. Oh, heard that. Probably a year or two before we could really burn it. But it's mm. we got a big old pile going right now. And I'm going to add to it. Heard that. 
Well, shall we say goodbye to you? Yeah. Sure. Na 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 na. Hey hey hey. Goodbye. <laughs> Wait, were you going to Sam's to... Club or? No, just over to Domino's. Are we saying oh, goodbye I love to him Domino's. podcast? To, to Chris, he'll be, he's going to go get pizza for tonight. Yeah, for it's port- game night again, by the way, people. <laughs> so that's why Chris is going to be heading out here. He He's part of that, I don't know, group, leader, group, yeah. part of that leadership. We're co-leaders. She and I and the other two devoted to Hulse. Melissa. Yeah, Justin yeah. and Melissa. Yeah. Justin was on here, what, five or so episodes back? Something five, like six that. episodes, yeah. something like that, for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he was technically our first guest, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> this season. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you get two or one? <coughs> what guy? Uh, the pizza bounty are gluten free, so they're not for us. Oh, they're for Holly. Yep. Well, I mean, it's still food. It's not like it's not like she's gonna eat an entire large by herself, you know. Well, actually, Domino's—they only do gluten-free and small. Really? Which is stupid, in my opinion. I mean, opinion. that that is a little backstabby. I mean, everybody can an... eat pizza, and I'm pretty sure people that like yeah. gluten-free pizza will eat pizza. Yeah. Still, but only small, so it stinks. <laughs> well, I was hoping to pick your brain a little bit. Well, I could do that. <laughs> Did you tell him what we pulled over Chris? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Apparently you pulled something on Chris. You can tell us about the prank on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's been too busy of a week for me to think back at anything. <laughs> we uh, went, Chris was, <coughs> I think it was the last, might have been last week. I, my, I've been on vacation for about a week and some days, and it's been wonderful. <laughs> And we went to get Chris from Children's Church. Yeah. Oh, yes. The and uh, <laughs> a pastor. Pastor Holly, yeah. Pastor Holly. We told, you know, Pastor Holly who I was, that I yeah. was Chris's mother. And she took the microphone and said, Chris Lease, your mother is here to get you. <laughs> 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 and, and, and all these great. Little, all these little kids turned around and looked at this one little boy. He came over to me and he said, are you really Chris's mother? And I said, yes, I am. And he goes, okay. And he was gone. And, and the, the best part of that story is it was your son. Oh, was it? I'm not surprised. I am not surprised at all. Yep. But it was so cute to see not only the children's face, but Chris's mom was there. But Chris's face when he heard it. So it was, it was yeah. a special time. Yep, that was so funny. I have been uh, my oldest sister is going to be 85 at the end of this month. And my younger sister and I went over to Illinois to visit her. And we told her right up front, we don't drive in Illinois that late in October because they can have snow and I don't oh, yeah. like driving in yeah. that kind of weather. But it's been a fun trip. Um, <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I kind of want to go into one that I that I've been kind of experiencing lately, mm-hmm. and it's one that's not on the list. Okay. But I read on it's the gift of deliverance. Okay. Which is kind of along the lines where Jesus sent everybody out to go and said, "I you will have the power to get to cast out demons or whatnot." Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read what I I the definition I got here. The gift of deliverance is a special ability that God gives to certain members to serve as human intermediaries 
through whom it pleases God to set free those who are in bondage. This includes casting out demons and evil spirits. By the way, I practiced the word intermediaries <laughs> at least six times before anybody ever showed up. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, here's the reason I've been looking into this. Um, shortly after I f- like really fed fed fell head over heels into Christianity here. I realize that we have the authority, mm-hmm. which means you have the authority over evil mm-hmm. and all that. And we had something that I'm going to talk about in maybe next podcast, the podcast after, where something happened in our house. Mm-hmm. And basically I ended up telling whatever was there, uh, only God and Jesus are allowed here, get out of my house. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about more how that felt later on, because this was stuff that I've never felt before. Mm-hmm. but it was gone. And then I ended up having dreams. And this happened multiple times now where I've had uh, the first time it happened. It, it was some, something I can't really describe what it looked like, but I was, I could tell that I was not in my house, but it felt like I was there spiritually, like mm-hmm. almost an outer body type experience. And I grabbed this thing and it started freaking out, and I was telling it to get out. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed here. And then just recently, I had a dream to where I was rebuilding something. And it, it was earth, but it wasn't earth at the same time. It was mm. like a spiritual realm to me. Mm-hmm. And then somebody came running to me, and this other person, and I don't know who it was, but I knew he was my partner, like, like uh, like a partner in crime kind of thing, you know, like best friends kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And they were telling us that we need help. There are, there's evil underneath this barn that they're living in or something. And we went down in there and I was just like all annoyed because I was working on rebuilding and I had to get these certain bolts that were metric size that I had a hard time finding. <laughs> but I was annoyed and I got down in there and there's this kind of evil creature again, but it was more like both these like humanoid kind of looking. Mm. Uh, but this time, this one was like super darked out, silhouetted. Mm, mm-hmm. But it just, it, it wasn't right. But I was annoyed that I had to go deal with this because I had other stuff to do. And I just started yelling at it in the name of the Father, the Son, you are not allowed here. And then I woke myself up because apparently I started yelling out loud <laughs> oh, no. in the name of the Father. <laughs> Did you and, wake up Shawnee? Yeah. <laughs> she started like, Jake, are you okay? And I just started laughing because it's like I was annoyed by it and I thought it was funny how I was so annoyed. But it's like at the same time, I'm getting rid of these things. And so it's like I ended up looking into that and it's not uncommon for certain people in the Christian world to have these dreams. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a lot of it saying it's you're being called to a certain type of ministry and to possibly deliver people mm-hmm. from that sort of thing. I, I'd like to say something about yes. bondage. Bondage doesn't necessarily have to be a spiritual thing. Yeah. Bondage can be unforgiveness towards someone mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. fear of something. You know, like some people have fear of heights. Yeah. That can it, it can work on people so much that it can be actually become a bondage, and you can be set free from all that by simply you know allowing God to heal you of it. Yep. Yeah. But f- there can be tremendous freedom for through forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgiving people who have hurt you is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Yeah. Yeah. But through Christ, you can. I have a story to go along with what yeah. you just said. I'll say I have one too. Go ahead. You go first. 
so my ex stepdad, he kind of, he, he cheated on my mom and he was supposed to be my dad. You know, I was a little kid and all this. And that, uh, he, he did a lot of things to us, like abusive wise and all this. But I went to a church service where it's people that used to go to this church, but then started their own little one. And it was in a hotel across town. Oh, and it was okay. one of my wife's friends was going there. So we okay. went and they're kind of leaning more Pentecostal and stuff. I forget what, what they were calling themselves. I don't remember what the preacher was saying, but something struck me that I needed to forgive my ex-stepdad that day. Like, it was a powerful force that, call your ex-stepdad. Look, they it said his name at the time. I'm just going to, I'm not saying his name. No. So call him, forgive him now. And I did that while I was crying on the phone to the guy, which is weird for me. I was, you know, big macho man, you know, in the service and stuff. And called him and then that was like a huge humongous weight lifted off yeah. like something i never thought i would be, i would do is forgive the dude and i've talked with him since and i've gotten no harsh feelings towards him yep. so mine um for i want to say maybe eight to ten years i had asthma and anytime i was around cigarette smoke oh. at all I would go into a full-blown asthma attack. Oh, yeah. And I was reading a book on forgiveness, and God said, you need to forgive your dad. If you forgive your dad, you will be healed of the asthma. And it's completely gone now. I still have a smoke allergy, but yeah. I don't go into full-blown asthma attacks. It used to be so bad that I would go around my dad, and I would just, you know, if I smelled the smoke, I would just start having an asthma attack and then I would be sick for weeks after that so I had to forgive my dad I don't have any hard feelings against him anymore I mean like when I was a kid and when I was a teenager and even into adulthood I really didn't like him at all because we have bad history but yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah I get the whole smoke thing with asthma too because you know, I've got my inhaler here right now, mm -hmm. and my mom smoked my entire life until she finally moved out of my house. Oh. And then she quit smoking. But <laughs> I understand that. It was horrible. If you if you have somebody around you with asthma, do not smoke around them, please. It is horrible, and when you have an asthma attack, it feels like you're dying. Yeah, it does. Like an elephant is literally stepping on your chest, and you can't breathe. Yeah, but I don't, I don't have asthma at all anymore. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's all normally like allergy related anymore. Like I used to have it real bad with exercise and I don't anymore. Yeah. But um, the reason I brought up the spirit of deliverance still is because that's like the only thing I can figure out that goes along with these dreams I'm having that to me feel ultra realistic. Mm -hmm. And I don't usually remember dreams, but I'm remembering these and I'm doing stuff like making decisions in these dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I wanted to pick your brain on it because I'm wondering, have you ever heard of anything like this? Because okay. I know you're a lot more developed in this than I am. What you need to do, okay, is write down what you kind of remember of this dream mm -hmm. so that you can visualize it. Um, when you have a dream like that, you need to visualize it on paper. I mean, if you have to draw, you know, yeah. if you happen to be talented enough that you can draw more than a straight line, you know, try and draw it. Because I don't know what direction God is going with you in that. But it may be, or it may be making you aware of a situation. You know, when God does things like that, sometimes it's a, a pay attention to what's going on 
in certain areas, okay? Um, just simple little things, lots of things that happen to us. People say it's coincidence. Yeah. Well, I kind of agree with Leroy Jethro Gibbs. There's no such thing as coincidence, okay? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched NCIS, but he said Yes, that. I have. <laughs> with a Gibbs smack. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when, when you're traveling sometimes, and this, happened, this has happened to me twice, um, when you're traveling sometimes, and for some reason maybe... In my, in my one particular case, I was pregnant, so I made my husband stop at a gas station sooner than what, because we were only like 15 miles from where we were going. But I said, no, we're stopping. Mm -hmm. And I went in and used the restroom like you do. Yep. We came back out, and as I got in the car, this ambulance went whipping by us. We went down the road, oh, probably six, eight miles, and there had been a car wreck. Now, had I not had my husband stop, this guy had crossed the center line, hit another car head on. That would have been us. And so sometimes just a little thing like stop and get a bottle of pop, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. is actual warning. One other time, and anybody that knows me, I am one of these, I, I can tell you a lot of things about a lot of areas. Do not ask me about anything when it comes to computers and cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I am not technically brilliant in any of that. And I was traveling, and the, there was a detour, which I hate detours, but there was a detour, and it was very poorly marked. And here I am trying to get my little, whatever those things are called in your car, the little oh, map your thing. your GPS. Yeah, my GPS. I was trying to get the GPS to work, and I couldn't get it. it, the way the sun was hitting the screen, I couldn't see it. So there was this little town, and I thought, I'll just pull in there. So I pulled in, I went in, got a, a, a bottle of, of uh, pop, and I asked a little gal in there if she knew how to set one of them things. And of course, young people, they all know how to do that. Yep. She said, I'll set it for you. So she came out. She had trouble, so I didn't feel so bad. <laughs> so after we got it set and I got back on the road, I went about three miles, and there was a real bad car accident. Mm. Now, was it quote-unquote coincidence, or was it God's way of stopping me from being there? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Only God knows the answer to that, but I kind of like to believe that God protected me in that incident. Yeah. You know? You know, no. But, yeah, uh, there's freedoms from any kind of bondage. You can ask God to help you understand it. Mm -hmm. you, can, you, can even, you can even say, in and of my own self, I cannot forgive this person. But through Jesus Christ, I can. Mm -hmm. yeah. And because everybody, everybody has gone through different things in their life and been hurt. Mm -hmm. My father was an orphan. And... His brother's brother and two sisters were put in an orphanage way back when, okay? And the father, at that time, the way the laws were really screwy, the father would not allow any of those children to be adopted. And my dad was two years old. And I'm sure that through my dad's life, it wasn't pleasant because that type of orphanage, if you've ever seen the movie Annie, yeah. that's the mm -hmm. kind of orphanage my dad grew up in. 
except the people were real nice. They weren't like it is in the movie. <laughs> but he never learned what a family was like. And so he had growing pains in, in learning to be a father. You know, and learning, he, he had love. He was very much a loving father. But just the normal things of doing things with children, yeah. he didn't really understand that because he didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And uh, like he told me for Christmas, and this just broke my heart as a kid, for Christmas in that orphanage, they got either or, either a pair of socks or a pair of mittens and either an apple or an orange, and that was their Christmas. Mm. Yeah, the only toy he ever had was a yo a Duncan of all brands, but a Duncan yo-yo that his brother had saved up pop bottle money from, and bought his little brother that toy. Oh, oh. wow! Yeah. Uh -huh. So, and you know, my dad would it would have been a, back in the early twenties, I suppose, when my dad was little, and. Uh, to listen to him tell stories. One of the things that we never had as kids was pasta. Because in the orphanage, you got macaroni, cheese, spaghetti, and all kinds yeah. of things that were pasta. So we never got it in our house. We had like pork, pork chops and roasts and stuff like yeah. that. And my little sister and I, it, my mom always cooked plenty. Okay, so what was left over, and I t finally told my mom about this years ago what was left over of the pork chops and the roast, we would take next door to the neighbor lady who had three little kids, and we would swap that meat if she'd make us macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, that, that remind, that's part of the reason I don't eat tuna now. It's because there was a solid year. That's all we had was tuna this, tuna that, oh. especially a lot of tuna helper, and I will, oh, I can't do it. I will eat a tuna sandwich from Subway, but that's not really tuna. No. There's other fish stuff in there, but yeah, I cannot do tuna. <laughs> you got a smirk going over there. Chris is being naughty. He was Chris sending me text naughty. messages. Chris. Chris is acting as an audience member. <laughs> He's struggling right over now. there in the distance. Yeah. yeah. He was he was sending me messages. He was being naughty. <laughs> He tried really hard not to giggle, that like, loud, loud. So props <laughs> to you, man. I did. Props to you. Yeah. yeah, so, like, when stuff happens to me, I do a lot of research trying to find other people that have similar things. And mm -hmm. I guess what the, the dreams I've been having, it's actually been fairly common, and mm -hmm. it's blowing my mind. It's like I've never heard anybody talk about yeah. it, so that's why I'm bringing it up. It's like, if that's happening, talk about it. And it's like, I don't know what Frank or any of them would say about mm -hmm. it, but. It's something that's got me confused because, like, after the first couple of instances, I was kind of sitting there in prayer, and I, you know, I told God, you know, I was a warrior in here in the physical on earth. If you need me to be a warrior, I will do it for you. And then I started having more of these, including, you know, my um, my uh, burning bush moment happened shortly after that, mm -hmm. whereas. I got the command, follow me, basically. So mm -hmm. that blew me away. So I've been trying to wrap my head around this, and the closest thing I come up with is the gift of deliverance. Yeah. That covers a lot of that. Yeah. Some of it may be um, the gift of prophecy as well with the dreams and the visions. I I had a, a dream, and I'm going to cut out most of it because it had weird stuff in it too, just like yours did. Um, but the main thing that was in the dream 
and and this is a trigger warning because this is brutal um trigger warning trigger warning yeah for anybody that wants to skip ahead like a minute or so um <laughs> so in this dream we i was at my house in Kansas City and one of my friends from Atchison was in the kitchen with me it's a creepy and, town by the way yeah it is it's one, the most haunted town in yeah. the in the United States. But uh, anyway, she she came into the kitchen and she brought a an infant into the kitchen and she set it up on the <coughs> counter and then she said, I would like a pound of, of hamburger. And then she like ran the, the baby through the meat grinder. Oof. And at the time I wasn't going to church and the churches I had been to didn't believe in the gift of prophecy. It was a really weird dream. It had some other stuff in it that wasn't prophetic. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's just a really weird dream. You know, I didn't understand. But it was like a year later, she she got pregnant and had an abortion. Mm. And that was prophetic for what was going to happen. Yeah. But by that time, I was back in Kansas City, and I heard about it like third party. So I wasn't there to even say anything to her. Right. But um, that was one of the dreams that, you know, kind of yep. reinforced, oh, you've got a gift of prophecy. Because, <laughs> you know. So it's stuff like that. We need to pray and talk to God about it and say, like, hey, what do you want me to do? Or what yeah. Telling and me? what does this mean? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it could have been a crazy just, you know, I ate something weird the night before yeah. <laughs> dream. But in that case, it, it wasn't. It had a lot of other just like weird stuff like basketball sized spiders that were neon green uh, glow uh, in the uh, dark. No, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. No. I'll I'll be Ron Weasley with that one and freak out. Um and hundreds of um <laughs> Rottweiler puppies all over the backyard. I mean it had some other stuff in it that was weird. There's a guy that was in the crisper door of the refrigerator and he was like it, the refrigerator was like giant and I opened the door and he was in there and he sat up and he was wearing like the round nerdy glasses and suspenders and yeah that's, it was that's, that's, wow he just and he, he was he was laying on a piece of lettuce and he was covered up with a piece of roast beef so like open the door and it was like giant and he said he was normal sized and he like <coughs> sat up and just looked at me and waved <laughs> So there was a lot of other stuff in that dream that was not prophetic at all. That was just weird, weird dream. So it wasn't easy to interpret, but yeah. Wow. I I kind of just got this thought about that dream I was talking about where I was like in a rebuilding or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like what I just got was I'm going to be helping rebuild or build something that's to help others. But along the way, I will be f- facing evil or not necessarily evil, but um, resistant forces, mm-hmm. but to have no fear because you have the authority and the power of God behind you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what just happened to me. Well, sorry, while you are talking, that's what hit my head. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, like, huh, that makes a lot of sense, especially with like, uh, how over the summer I was having a lot of thoughts if I should keep this going, and I kept getting reaffirming things back mm-hmm. at me for that. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yep. Weird. (laughs) Something that might help you a little bit. When I was working, they used to tease me a lot. Now, for the people that don't know me, I'm five foot nothing, okay? I'm five foot one. And I was in a position of management where I worked. 
And when there was a problem and they called management to the front, I would be the one that'd have to go up there. And they would all laugh when I would go through the doors to go up there, because we had these big double doors. And I asked them one time, what's so funny? And they said, uh, when you go through those double doors, you get 10 feet tall and bulletproof. And it wasn't that quote unquote, I was 10 feet tall and bulletproof, but I knew what my authority was. Mm -hmm. yeah. And therefore I knew what I could do and what I could not do mm -hmm. as management of that particular business. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't afraid of whatever I faced. Right. I went out one time, there was this couple arguing and this gentleman was probably six four maybe taller probably twice as well probably three times bigger than I am <laughs> and I walked over to him and I looked up at him and I said sir you are going to have to change your language calm down and quiet down or I'm going to have to ask you to leave if you do not want to leave I will guarantee you I will call the police department and have you removed. Mm -hmm. Now here's this great big guy, and you all know I'm just this little bitty <laughs> short person. He looked down at me and he went, I apologize, ma'am, I shouldn't behave that way in the store. And I said, no, you should not, no, please. And he left. And I went to the back room, and this one young man I was working with, he goes, do you realize you could have been a grease spot on the floor <laughs> out there? <laughs> but that's, the way we have to learn to be in Christ. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have his power and his authority, and we can stand on that. And you know that's why I wasn't afraid of those guys or people you know, when I was working, because I knew that I represented that company that I worked for, and I didn't have to put up with it. And yep. we don't have to put up with it as Christians. Mm -hmm. It's like when you realize you have that authority, that confidence comes with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It reminded me of a drill sergeant that was in ba basic training. It wasn't my platoon, it was the other platoon, but it was drill sergeant, I want to say, I don't know if it was drill sergeant Pitter. No, that was the scary one. But there was a little <laughs> itty bitty gal, female drill sergeant, and she would make the biggest of guys whimper and like almost cry just because that authority she had. Yep. I mean, drill sergeants, they got to exhibit authority anyway, but she had this authority and then... Oh. It, it got to the point, like, halfway through basic training, drill sergeants kind of change a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it gets to the point where they basically you just follow them blindly. Right. That's what they do. Right. So, yeah, so you can take that as once you get that authority, you're ex it, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Exhuming it? You're showing it. Uh-huh. Then eventually, you know, you might just get that falling into it. Um, for some reason, I'm wanting to ask you, what are your thoughts, John, right now? What are you thinking about? Um, I'm just kind of listening along, honestly. I don't have any questions. I just think it's an interesting top conversation. Okay. You don't have anything to throw in there with it? No, not necessarily. Um, I've been the highest ranking position I've ever held in the job really was as a residential assistant of a college. That was always interesting. There were a couple people uh, yeah. That would be very interesting. It was extremely interesting. Like in a dorm room? What? Like in a dorm? Yeah, oh, like in a man. dorm. And we would, we constantly held events on campus. And as RAs, we would have to be a part of that. A um, couple interesting times where um, 
I had a friend RA who he was okay. I won't name his name, but he was an interesting fellow, quirky to say the least. Uh, one time I decided to go into his dorms, just kind of hang out with him, and I opened up his fridge after he told me, you know, hey, give me a drink, whatever. And there was a small bowl filled with some kind of liquid and gummy bears. After, you know, asking him, hey, what are these? He's like, oh, uh, it's uh, gummy bears and vodka. And, you know, this is Central Community College, so it's a dry campus. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should have told on dry, him. Dry, But I didn't. Unquote. Yeah. It's not, it's not UNK. Sorry, UNK. But, um, we, we all know that saying. Oh, yeah. And there was another time. This actually does go more into the topic of having authority because I don't, I don't really like confrontation. I don't think I'm the most confident person ever, but I will tell somebody if they're doing something wrong. There was a transfer student. I think he was uh, from some region in Russia. Mother Russia. Yes. Bah. He was a very moody man and constantly smoked. And this is also a tobacco-free campus. So I think I easily had to, I mean, basically tattletale on this person 20 times. Easily. Because he would always have a cigarette. And, uh, you know... He was not friendly at all, but every time I would ask him the same way, uh, hey, you need to have your cigarette out, he'd always ignore me, and I'd put in a paper report. But every time he'd tell me to stop telling him, I would not stop telling him, because fitting him with the authority. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if I'm a slightly heftier, bulkier guy, I still doesn't mean much for me, just keeping in with it. Because you have the authority yeah. of a higher power. Yeah. You can take that back to a biblical sense where we are supposed to follow the laws of the land as well yeah. as the biblical laws. But you can get, keeping that going, I mean, certainly you were following the rules, following the laws. But there are times in leadership with the first experience where it is better not to pursue action against something, right. but to like, let it ride. Something like, you know, following the l rules of the law and the land. Um, personally, I think that's kind of a fine line. Because sometimes, I'm not, you know, saying, haha, go out there, do some illegal stuff. Yeah. But there's also, I am sure, I've never experienced it myself, sometimes where there's something else you got to do than calling the police or, you know, putting in a report. Just talking with them, mm -hmm. for instance. It's just something, there has to be something simpler. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes um, sometimes it's okay to break the rules. There are times when it is. Uh, there, <laughs> there was this girl that um, was at my brother's bus stop. She was, my brother's two years younger than me, and um, this girl was in between his age and mine. So mm. she must have been like a year younger than me. Uh, but she was at his bus stop and she would kick him in the nuts. She would Ooh. push him in front of cars. Mm. She would do all this stuff. My mom called the school and they're like, we can't do anything about it. It's at the bus stop. And my brother was really small when he was, you know, in grade school. So uh, my dad told him, he said, just hit her he's like but I can't hit girls and he said no just hit her and she'll stop bullying you they can't do anything about it it's at the bus stop 
Well, my brother didn't. He just let her bully him the whole year. Hmm. And then the next year, she decided to pick on me. Oops. And yeah. <laughs> well, for at first, I just pretty much ignored her because I didn't care. I mean, she wasn't physical with me because I was bigger than her. So she would just make fun of me. She wasn't even supposed to be at that bus stop. Her bus stop was down the street. That was her best friend's house that we, my bus stop was in front of. Mm. So she was there hanging out with her best friend. So one day, happened to be Valentine's Day, I woke up late. I didn't get breakfast. I got in an argument with my mom, and I was really upset. I had painted a little heart on my face for Valentine's Day, mm. and she decided to make fun of me. So what ended up happening was I told her to stop, and she didn't stop. I said, stop making fun of me and stop laughing at me, or I am going to hit you. And she continued to make fun of me, so I tried to throw my books at her and completely missed. You know, my depth perception is terrible. Yeah. So then I, I hauled off, and I hit her right in the face. Oh. And the... Uh, Mother at that house, her her best friend's mom, who's on the PTA, by the way, <laughs> comes running out. She'd been watching the whole thing. Right. And she starts screaming at me. I grab my books. I run home, and I'm crying because I'm like, I don't want to be in trouble. Um, but I told my mom what happened. I missed the bus. She's like, you're not in trouble. You know, uh, I got to school, and they tried to punish me for it. And my mom and dad, they got... And they got it with the school and they're like, you are not going to punish her for this because you let that girl abuse our son for two years at the bus stop. And so they didn't put it on my permanent record or anything like that. But they gave me my own bus stop <laughs> after that. <laughs> That's awesome. But it was one of those times where it was okay to break the rules because the rules weren't protecting me. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not typically violent with people, (laughs) but the great thing that came out of that was when I was at school, because I was in trouble, right after I got there, they called me to the office. I was sitting in the office and I was crying. And one of the kids that was a bully, kind of a bully, not not to all the kids, but, you know, some of the other boys. He came in and he sat down. He was in the office because he'd done something dumb. And he looks at me and he sees that I'm crying. He's like, wait, are you in the office? And I, I said, yeah. He goes, what did you do? Because I never got in trouble for anything. Right. <laughs> and I said, I told him, I'm like, I, this this girl at the bus stop, she was she was making fun of me, and I was upset, so I punched her in the face. And he's like, <laughs> you hit somebody? And I'm like, yes, I did. And he's like, his eyes got really big, and he, like, scooted away from me on the bench. <laughs> After that, I didn't get bullied at all. Yeah. Great. Child version of going postal. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, when you stand up for yourself, the bullies, bullying does stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But also note to self, don't make Stacy too mad. She will punch you in the face. <laughs> I don't know. She gets, first she gets really quiet. She'll tell you, no, I, I can't talk to you right now. And then, then there'll be a discussion. There's, there's nothing been physical. Not yet. There was one time where I made her really mad, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember what it was about. I don't know. I don't even think that was about the milk. Oh, it was just being a butt. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't remember. I just I remember <laughs> being really mad at you that one time. I know we were just everybody was seemed to be in a bad mood at the house for whatever reason. Yeah. And it just kind of escalated. From there. <laughs> yep. That's when you put on Tarzan or something and get it into a good mood. <laughs> I just told him I needed a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Then we had a good discussion yeah. about it. It was good. Yeah. I walked away, I calmed down and then I came back and talked to him. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was about. <laughs> um what time is game night supposed to be? Six thirty. Mm-hmm. We're a little what, late. We're twenty-four minutes over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's what I, I kept going like this to Chris, but I feel like I should have been doing it with other people. I'm usually the person that you should have been like, like. Hey. Sorry, I don't have that's my lightsaber fine. with uh, me, so some, I can't tell you. For some reason, Sorry. I thought it started at seven, not six thirty. Well, well, it used to start at seven. I think. Guys, six thirty, so we all get there. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I suppose we could just like call it good here yeah i know um next time hopefully we have brad on because that might get a little spookier and it'll be a little later at night too yeah. oh, that'd, be be dark outside. that'd be fun we'll yeah. get a little more on the spooky side of things because you know christianity can be real spooky when it comes to supernatural if you actually yeah. delve into it yeah also with yours your story of uh punching the guy on the face jesus flipped tables oh yeah yeah so, <laughs> i mean yeah they- yeah, flipped tables and whipped people. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> he wasn't above it when it was in the wrong. First, first he said and actually woke <coughs> that, braided that whip. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. makes it hurt worse. Yeah. But, I mean, you think about that. He sat there probably most of the day watching them and braided that whip before he ever went down there. So by the time he got down there, he was probably pretty calm. I mean, yeah. you think about it. If, let's just say... Your your father owned a business, okay? And you saw the people that were supposed to be representing your father taking advantage of people and pocketing money on the side because that's what he saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he sat there and calmly braided a whip and went down there and cleaned house Mm-hmm. And now, and nowhere does it say he actually hit anybody with the whip, but mm-hmm. he did crack the whip. Yeah. Which, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a black snake whip crack. I mean, that is loud. I mean, that would scare the tar out of most people. And to just go down there and do it, and then tip them all, tip the tables all over, like, not in my house. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when my wife walked up behind me and a bunch of friends in our living room one time with her little handheld taser thing and hit that. <laughs> and we all dispersed rather immediately. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I gave her several warnings before I hit her. I told her I was going to hit her. She didn't stop. She didn't believe me. <laughs> I didn't just hit her. I did warn her. <laughs> <laughs> you were fairly warned, and yeah. you still got, still yeah. kept going and punched in the face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she was used to bullying my brother, and she thought she could push me around. She didn't realize <laughs> that I had a little bit more of a backbone than my brother did. See, I was always bigger than everybody else through school, so I always stopped the bullying. Yeah. I was, I was the guy that would see the bullying, and I'd put it to a stop. I remember being a freshman and standing up to all the seniors and all the other freshmen freaking out, and I'm like, I'm bigger than they are. What are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, call it there. Hopefully, we get Brad on next podcast. I'm looking forward to that. He he's gonna he's working on that, so I'm excited. We'll keep going with this. I think the all the gifts they they delve in the supernatural, so it certainly goes along with the October series. Yeah, and we will keep this going.
hopefully I don't have a tornado go by my house again <laughs> in the meantime because that was really scary. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, I've seen them in the distance, never had one go within a 10, 15 feet of my house. Yeah. All I knew, right. I knew you had down trees. I had no idea that you had a tornado come that close. To oh your yeah, house. <laughs> it took out a giant uh, Colorado blue spruce that had no rod or anything in it. It was just like 60, 70 feet tall tree, really oh, huge. Good grief! Snapped it like it was nothing, like it was yeah. a toothpick. Rest in peace, tree. Yeah, we've had 70 mile an hour winds come through and not do that much damage ever. Yeah. That and it ripped the trampoline out of the ground, and we had earth anchors in the ground with wire that we twisted, real thick gauge wire that we twisted and wrapped around it. Mm -hmm. We've had straight line winds hit our place before and never even moved the trampoline. Mm -hmm. And this pulled it out to where it stretched that wire and snapped it, wrapped it around another tree, and there's a post from the trampoline stabbed into the tree. Oh, God. Nice. And then we found another stick lodged in the ground where it, like, stabbed about a foot into the ground. Wow. I've seen straw driven into trees just like nails. Yeah. yeah, I've seen pictures where like they did that in concrete from a tornado. So that's just nuts. I, I've never seen that in person or that close before in my life. And we I will not in, see it again. We lived in Iowa for quite a few years, and they get tornadoes there. And so I've seen a lot of weird, weird stuff happen with tornadoes. A friend of ours lost their home. And the only thing left standing where their house had been was the front steps. That was it. And they found, they now this is, dates me, but that's okay, I'm old. <laughs> they, they found their record player about five miles from town in the middle of a cornfield, and the record on the record player wasn't even scratched. <laughs> they found their, a box of Christmas tree ornaments that was theirs. Now, you know how fragile the old Christmas oh, yeah. tree, I mean, oh, they were yeah. that thin glass. Not a single one of them was broke. They found part of their house that was a, clo- uh, a closet with clothes in it, and it looked like somebody had taken their clothes and ran it through a paper shredder. That's uh, Figure that out. That's crazy. <laughs> you know? that that's, is, that's crazy. That's nature. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, we are on YouTube. We are on Rumble. Yeah. I remembered this time to say yeah. it. We are on Rumble. I'm putting videos up there slowly but surely. I had it set to where they were supposed to bring it all over from YouTube, but that is taking forever. So I've just been uploading them like once every few days. Mm. Um, TikTok, Instagram, all that good stuff. Podbean, I Apple Apple Podcast, that's what it's called. Spotify, we're on everything. Give us a shout. Shoot us an email at toxincrocs at gmail.com. Leave your comments. Uh, we would all love to hear from you and answer any questions you have or just hear thoughts you have on things we've talked about like i actually had brad call me last friday because he was listening to the episode where we brought up the uh the ark i think it was the ark oh nice no it was adam and eve sorry oh we're talking about adam and eve if there was others besides that i think that was the same podcast though was it the same I remember being there for both couples. Yeah, it was your podcast. Your your yeah, I'm gonna call it your podcast. That was your podcast. It was my podcast. <laughs> that was yours. I'm the captain now. <laughs> you were the you were the captain though. <laughs> do you know do we? Um, all right. So we love you guys and we will see you next time. We are out. Bye. 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 Love you. Love you. <laughs>